So you guys know this is a newer podcast and I'm not running any ads at this time. I don't have any sponsorships yet. I'm not trying to sell you guys anything either, but literally I just want to give you the tools and the knowledge from either my past experience or those of my guests to save you time, money, and heartache. So the only ask I could ever have from you is to help me spread the word out there to more entrepreneurs and more career-driven professionals like us so that we can feel more confident, perform better for our teams and our clients, and ultimately make more money to provide for our families. And the only way that we can do that is if we rate and review and share this podcast. So the single ask that I have of you is that if you could leave a review, share it with a friend, it should take less than 10 seconds. And I know your time is valuable, but it would absolutely mean the world to me. And more importantly, it might change the life for someone else. Welcome to the business of being healthy, where we are passionate about treating our health as good as we treat our wealth. Shelly Bryan here, and I am obsessed with sharing real life experiences and wisdom to help save you time, heartache, and money as you continue to grow personally and professionally. Twice a week, we push aside that BS to take massive intentional action. And I promise by tuning in, you will receive the straightforward talk you've been waiting for, filled with actionable steps that will inspire you to achieve the health and wealth you desire while you are building your empire. So today's episode might sound a little bit like an oxymoron, right? Increase your speed by failing faster. But let me share with you what I mean by this. And my hopes in sharing um, some personal experiences, what I take from this, what I learned, is that it will help save you lots of time and money as you are venturing off in your Um, business in your health. I'm going to relate this one to business, but I might dive into health a little bit because it equally ties there. So I'm bringing it back to that book, Ready, Aim, Fire by Michael Masterson. It's such a great book. I'm pulling so much from it the first time I'm reading it. And I know the second time I read it through, I'm going to pull that much more. And that's one of the things I'll just, the side note is I always love reading those great books more than once, and especially at different periods of your life because you are gonna pull great things from them. So in this, in this uh, chapter in the book, Michael talks about the principle of accelerated failure. Now, that is the idea that to become more efficient over time by learning from mistakes and thus gradually increase your ratio of success over failures. So now Michael in the book goes on to share a business example from an international publishing company and how the CEO implements this principle. But to make this more personal, I'm going to share my own experience of failure. And well, I I say failure. Sometimes I like to say learning experience because I do think that now looking back, it is an incredible learning experience. But I wanted to share a personal example because I can get into more of the specifics rather than what was shared just there uh, within the book. Although it was a great example, again, highly recommend this book um, for any business owner or anyone looking to start a business. It's such a great book at any stage of business. So 
my personal experience comes from the fact that I did not implement this accelerated failure and it hurt me in more ways than it definitely needed to. And so I want to take you back to that franchise. I have spoken about this a few times and I really need to do a full episode just on the franchise, but I had purchased a franchise back in 2018 is really the end of 2017, but 2018, um, the business itself had just begun franchising. So I knew I was already taking on a higher risk, but I believed in the product so much and I felt like I had a distinct advantage because I was going to be first in market in my market here in Scottsdale. Now I was also coming off a highly successful corporate career. We're looking back. I honestly had no risk in the decisions that I made. I mean, of course I had to operate within the medical industry. I had standards that I had to, to live up to, of course, personally, but also professionally, but the company held the risk. And my risk was just really that they could decide to fire me at any time, which within the medical industry was a pretty, pretty normal occurrence, especially with layoffs at the end of the year. But like I had no risk. Now, looking back, I can see that there were flags red flags within this franchise. You know, I had invested a significant portion of my life savings. So talk about kind of that scarcity mindset. I was like, I just worked so many years for this. I have this, I believe in the business, but I'm going to invest in it. That's not a good place to be in. I also had no exit strategy. I knew that it was a new franchise, like I told you. So they hadn't perfected the systems right? It's not like buying like a pizza hut or a Domino's where they have those systems perfected and they know exactly what each franchise needed to do. And essentially my failure taught them that it's not a viable franchise. I took the brunt of the risk, not them. And that another red flag is that I was really tying my worth to the success This is common if you're coming from that corporate America, especially in a sales or marketing position, your worth, your payment, the way that you are elevated within the company is all based upon performance. Now that's not a bad thing, but if you're tying your personal worth to it, that can be a bad thing. So I had tied my worth to success. And another thing is that because it was a new franchisor, it was unsupportive. They made a percent of my revenue and had certain expectations, but they didn't have the associated support to get me there. And they were unwilling to also make that. That kind of came out as time went on. I didn't know that when I had purchased in. Um, Looking back, there were some definite questions I could have asked. Now, these are just some of it, some of the red flags, but they all made my inevitable failure take longer and cost way more than was actually necessary and caused a significant amount of heartache. Now this franchise experience, plus a couple more over the years have helped Chris and I become more developed and truly value this principle of accelerated failure. And like I said, this skill is, is only something that I've been able to really harness over the last several years, 
And I realized that the power it can have on my business and in reality, the flip side is the mental health related to business. This is something that maybe we don't talk about enough. Um, I talk about a lot about your physical health, but there is also the mental health side of things with running a business. And that I hope again, by sharing this, it helps you see the value sooner than I did, because this principle is something that you can start incorporating tomorrow. You may not perfect it. I haven't perfected it, but it is something that can truly help you in unimaginable and invaluable ways. Now, I'll go into it more probably on a different episode, and maybe I'll invite Chris to this episode, but having this franchise definitely like failure it definitely affected my health physically mentally being a present mother it put strain on our marriage and all of which like i said that could have been avoided if i had implemented this principle sooner so looking back now there are a minimum of three strategies or really in reality mindsets that you must have to successfully incorporate the principle of accelerated failure. Michael goes into this in a little bit different way in the book, and I'm sharing it from my experience, not only with this franchise, but obviously in other businesses that um, my husband, Chris, and I have had. So number one, these are the strategies or the mindsets that you need to start working on or developing and strengthening to start applying that principle of accelerated failure into your business. So number one, failure is a part of the process and your actions must embody an attitude that says it's okay to fail. How hard is that, right? It is okay to fail. This example plus a few more really helped me realize that I was tying my worth to my ability to succeed and my achievements and failures were really not an option for me. Like if you want to know anybody that can get to a yes, no matter what, that's me. I do not like hearing a no because that was seen as a failure to me. Now, the crazy thing is, is that Chris and I, over our life together, we have definitely taken a more risky route with businesses. But looking back now, I can see that we could have quickly reached failure, either like knowing it was okay and then move on. So if we could have like had that more like, it's okay to fail, we're okay to fail, we're okay to keep moving forward and didn't tie our worth to it, holy cow, we could have definitely saved some time and money. So number two is to know that most of our good ideas will fail. We are not that smart. I'm not saying me, Chris, I'm saying everybody. We are not that smart. We're not that perfect. We don't have a crystal ball. And so like recognizing that these ideas could fail is okay. And so almost acknowledging it helps create that space where you can feel comfortable failing. And so you really have to encourage humility, not only in yourself, but in your team. So we think it's good because we created the business, right? And we think it's like the most amazing thing we've ever seen. And this emotion can get in the way and keep us pursuing a business, which the numbers are telling us it's a dud. And so we can think this is the best business in the world. My idea is so good. I've done such a good job. The marketing campaign, the colors, the branding, all of it is so great. And it can cloud 
our choices. And so we need to remember that, listen, we can have the most perfect message delivered in the most perfect way and it still be a dud. You know, I remember a story back that I heard um, Sarah Blakely talking about. And Sarah Blakely, founder of Spanx, billionaire, built it from like the basement. She had a red backpack. She's amazing. I absolutely encourage you to follow her. Um, But I remember hearing a story that she had shared that around the dinner table at night when she was growing up, I believe there were three or four siblings altogether, is that her dad would ask them what their failures were for the day and then celebrate them. I know I didn't grow up in that that type of environment. It's the type of environment that I'm trying to create for my kids as well as our teams within the business and for ourselves. Is that like, what did you fail at today? Oh my gosh, that's so great. What did you learn? How would you have done different? Are you gonna try something different with that tomorrow or are you gonna go to something new? And so I love the fact that he created that for Sarah and her siblings at the dinner table from a very young age. And so if you were like me and maybe grew up in that childhood of like achieve, 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 I'm gonna give you attention and acknowledgement when you achieve, is that realize that those failures are such great learning lessons just as much as your successes. This, I, I say that this franchise experience was a failure because on paper it was a failure, but man, I have learned so much about myself and the teams and the businesses that I have created in the future. So is it a total failure? No, but man, I wish I would have failed sooner. Let's put it that way. And just to kind of wrap up this one that, you know, again, recognizing that most of our good ideas will fail and to, to have that humility about it is just like what I talked about, is can we create that environment for ourselves, our teams, our family, where we can celebrate failing fast and how it has maybe saved us time and money rather than dwell on the failure itself. I know now when I was running the franchise, if someone on my team, we had set up a system and they found a better way to do it, or a certain product didn't sell the way we were hoping, when they came to me, I made decisions quick and we move on. That's the same environment that we're not only creating in our household, but also with the businesses that we are building now, like our general contracting business, the team that I have uh, with um, the podcast, is, is having that ability to be like, help me understand, is this a dud? Great, no problem, let's move on. So, That's concluding up number two. Now, number three, to close this out, is that it's our clients, our customers, or the results who make the decision on whether this is a dud. Let me explain a little bit further. How beautiful would it be if we could remove the emotion and let the numbers, right, the numbers tell us if we keep moving forward, if we make some streaks, or if we, or excuse me, make some tweaks, or shut it down and move on. How great if we take that emotion away and just let the numbers tell us the numbers. So one of the best things, I have a love-hate relationship with numbers, but the bottom line is numbers are numbers and they have no emotion tied to them. Now, if your customer or your client is telling you there's a problem, right? Or there's a product and they don't like it or they did not like the results, take the time to understand why. See if you can make a change to elevate it If it was a complete miss, be grateful for their feedback 
head back to the drawing board, come back in such a strength of position because now you know what doesn't work. So when we take that emotion away, we let our clients, the customers, the results make the decision on whether the product is a product or service or business is a success or a failure. So this is very true. I just gave you kind of like a rundown through a business, but this is also very true to your health, right? Is that failure is part of the process. You're going to be going through different seasons in your health journey. Some are going to be great. and You're going to be able to focus on it. Some you're going to be focused on your business where you might not be able to put your health at the forefront. That's okay recognize that, but always come back to the end goal, right? You're creating a great business, a great product is that most of the ideas we, we have to try and fail in our health. It is not clear cut. It never will be. I can tell you when I started my health journey 11 years ago, it looks completely different than it does now. That was 11 years ago. I didn't have, or excuse me, I just had two kids. Well, now my kids are older. I was working in corporate America. Now I'm running two businesses. There's very different things going on and that we need to recognize that change and move with it. And bottom line is, if I track and measure my results, the scale, how my clothes fit, my confidence, all of that, that's going to tell me whether it's a success or failure, nothing else. So just wanted to tie that in really quick to your health is that this same principle of accelerative failure can be tied to both business and in your health. So Michael goes on to kind of conclude in this chapter is that the goal is to become more efficient over time by learning from mistakes and thus gradually increase your ratio of successes over failures. I literally love this. I think this is the one that we need to take to heart is that let's become more efficient. Let's fail efficiently. Let's see what we learn and let's move on so that we can create more successes based upon what we learned in the past. So I encourage you with your teams, with your significant other, speak freely about your failures. I'm doing it on a public forum in my podcast about my failure. And trust me, there's many more that's going to come. So you definitely want to tune in, but we need to be the leader in making sure that it's okay to fail. It is okay. My kids know it is okay to fail. I want them to tell me what they learned and how they're going to make it better. So what you can also do is now that you have that experience, you can compare your next idea or strategy to best, or excuse me, to past failures and see holes in your plan before launching. Chris and I, we have invested in real estate in the past. We are getting into real estate investing right now. We learned from some failures in the past. Guess what we're doing? I am stopping us as we're making decisions, referring back to what we learned when we failed so that we don't make those same mistakes again. It was a different market, but there are still great questions that we can ask to make sure that we can continue down the path that we want and try to minimize our failures and increase our odds for successes. And so your experience actually increases your ability to see failures before too much time has been spent, before too much money has been sent. That experience is like an investment in your business. So the failure, yes, it is a failure. Fine, call it, loss, whatever you want. What it is, is it's experience. 
Now you know, now you can make better educated decisions in the future. The key is, is that as you keep moving forward, is to use your previous experiences to recognize when something's a dud, let those numbers call it a dud, go back to the drawing board if you can, if not, shut it down, move on. So I just wanted to bring this out because this is like such a powerful thing, that powerful principle I wish I would have implemented sooner. And so by sharing it here today, I hope that it inspires you to maybe do an overview of your businesses, look at all of your products, the different services that you're providing, see which ones maybe you could cut out and invest all that time and energy and effort and investment, financial investment into the ones that are telling you that they're the winner. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you found value in this, of course, you know, I'm going to ask you to share it. I don't have any type of crazy ad spend or anything like that. So all the word of mouth sharing is helping someone else. You are truly being the hero in this by sharing this with anyone that you care about, or that could be maybe tampering with a business or a product that could be a dud. Maybe you can help them fail fast and move on. Thanks so much and we'll see you next time.